y'all. Welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this episode, number 411, I don't want you to mom alone when it comes to transitioning into summer. For me personally, I have mixed feelings. I have excitement over changes in schedule, but I also have just a little bit of fear of having to manage screens, sibling disputes, find the joy and all the things. So I dug into the archives and found a couple of episodes that I really remember loving. And I've selected some clips from those episodes. We're going to hear from my friends, Laura Hernandez and Courtney Cleveland with a framework to guide your summer. And then my friend Kirk Martin to help you with sibling rivalry this summer. I also just want to remind you to have grace for the transition. I don't remember who told me that, but it takes a week or two in any of these transitions to get a groove. And I know that's true when we get back to school. It's also true for the summer. I also know that when you get into unstructured time and less of a schedule, the behavior challenges increase. And seeing those as a gift and an opportunity takes a perspective shift. My new thing when I hear disrespect, a tone or words from my boys, instead of reacting and trying to get that to stop, is to ask myself and to get curious about what they're stressed about. There's some stress that's causing the distress in their voice and acting in a way that they know not to do. So those are a couple of my little tips. I also put some links to some posts I wrote eons ago, one with a water gun activity I did with my boys when they were little, another post on dealing with sibling conflict and some things that we worked through. But let's get to my conversation with Courtney and Laura. And if you want to listen to the entire episode, it is linked in the show notes. Laura shares a fantastic idea for a ticket system if your family is looking for a way to motivate kids to participate in chores. We used that a couple summers ago, and it was a great tool for us then. And basically, you have kids asking to load the dishwasher and do laundry and fold. And it's an amazing, amazing thing. Uh, It's a little bit to manage, but it's not horrible. And the outcome of that is kind of fantastic. My boys are a little bit too old for it now. But um, listen to the whole episode for that idea. And she has some more resources that I have linked in the show notes, uh, a surviving summer course that she's offering, which I just happened to fall upon when I get, I get her email still. So anyway, all that to say, let's get right to it. Here we go. So we're bringing Laura on with all her expertise to help us with the summer. Why do you feel like this is important, Courtney? Why, where do you feel like the stress points are for most moms? Because you're going to represent like the yeah. mom in need. Yeah, no, I think that's well, me a, too. I'm right. Right. She's the coach, not me. I think we're excited about summer because there's a more flexibility and it gets to be more relaxed, but it's like the days feel long. It's like lunchtime and we're like, oh my gosh, like dinner is so far off in the distance. Like, what are we supposed to do? And and you're just the exhausting, you're trying to start off strong and be intentional about not watching too much TV and but how are you supposed to fill the days? They have a hundred questions. They won't stop hanging on you. I mean, it just, I don't want it to be a litany of complaints, but it's hot. Yeah. It's hot in Texas. Y'all. I'm from Indiana and summer was fabulous because everyone was out of school when the weather was amazing. It was maybe max 85. So 
It was a beautiful time of year where there's late nights and it's not hot and you can be outside and you can enjoy just the beauty. In Texas, it's a different story. You're just trying to not die, not die of heat exhaustion, really. Honestly, like we can't just send them outside because it's like your winter. It's 108 degrees. So we have that element. And and I know for me personally, like I get really pumped up at the beginning of summer and fizzle out real quick. Or I have systems that I might put in place at the beginning and then I kind of lose them or I personally, now that my boys are getting older, find the stress of my ideals and what I imagine and them having <laughs> plans and ideals and me imagining, you know, an hour of quiet reading. Right. I mean, it's forced and they hate it. And it's like mm-hmm. the battle is worse than the actual ideal that I'm imagining. And then it's just them constantly asking, can I get on a screen? Can I get on a screen? Can I get on a screen? So... Laura, you have a plan for us. You're going to help us. Go so jump we're, into we're it. talking about enjoying the summer. Yes. So we, we have an acronym for you. Enjoy. And the first thing that we're going to do is evaluate our previous summers and evaluate what has been stressful, what has brought you life. If that's been being in the car because you're driving your kids to camp all day long to five different camps and that's drained you, we're going to evaluate that and write it down and take note of all these things. So they should ask themselves questions like, what was draining? What was life giving? Yes. What did, do you ask your kids, like, what do they remember from the summer or do you not at this point? Is this just your well, own they normally, personal? I feel like maybe my children are different, but they talk about the things that they loved about the summer and they talk about the upcoming summer. Like we normally go to family camp and so they talk about family camp all year long. And so it's no surprise to me that that's what they enjoy and then that's what brings them life. But I can imagine like one thing I love is to go to the blueberry field, you pick it place. Sure. I don't know that they do. And so do I need to ask them or do I trump in the evaluation process? Like I still love going. So we're going. Well, I think at this stage, right, it's this is a group of like there's no wrong answers. Let's all sit down. It could be a good dinner time conversation where you're like asking everybody, what did you enjoy last summer? What did you not enjoy? And then you can write your list and compare. Is that right? So it's just everyone's just chiming in or you're kind of remembering what they like. We're just putting it all on the table. But I also think that your evaluation trumps all of their evaluations of. So your kid might have enjoyed going to camp every day of the summer to different camps and different things. And but it was horrible for you because you were not only (laughs) taking that kid, but you're taking other kids to different camps. And so you really spent all the summer in the car. And so I feel like that by all means trumps whatever your kids want because you're the mom and you kind of set the mood for the whole family. I think your evaluation of the summer is the most important and what you want to happen. Good. So that's E. So that's E. So our N is we're going to take notes. We're going to write these things down, which may seem a little silly, but we're going to note the things that we want to do, the things that we need to do, and the things that are already on the calendar. Like if you've had family camp on the calendar for the past year or a surgery or something like that on the calendar, just make note of all those things. Set up your calendar with the needs first. Yes. Needs first. And then- Even things that I know I've talked to a lot of moms that know that they need to get their kid tested for something or need to take them to the doctor for something because they're concerned about something. But because of school, it just hasn't happened. And they even may push it off for another year or two and not make it happen, not make it a priority. But just noting that and moving that up to the need category. And then also noting like, hey, what things do I want to instill in my children? What things am I okay with? Am I okay with them watching five hours of TV a day or am I... Like, am I going to give myself permission to run around and muck in the neighborhood? Like, just taking note of the things that you're okay with and that you're not okay with. 
And your values, kind of bringing your values to the table. Yes. And so like one of the things I'm really wanting to teach my children is hospitality and serving other people. And so, hey, we're going to have people over for dinner this summer. Let's write down the people that we'd want. Who do we want to make a priority this summer and who do we want to pour into? And then also serving. I feel like this is such a great time to go take your kids serving. And I know that it can be very... I've struggled a lot with bringing my people serving because there's so many of them. <laughs> like, are and we helping? such a wide range that it doesn't feel like we're helping at all, right? It yeah. feels like we just added a whole lot more work to your system here. But taking note of that and realizing, okay, well, maybe I could take these three, find childcare for some others or whatever. Or it's like a one-on-one date with one kid. Yes. Yeah. To go take them serving. Try to figure out, like, what what is our family passionate about? What do we care about? Like, we love veterans, like, it's kind of a problem how much I love veterans. I think they think I'm freaky when I meet them because I'm like, oh, I love you so much. Thank you so much for serving. <laughs> so I'm like, I would love this summer to take my kids to the VA and just serve them. And I don't even know what that looks like, but just making note of that so that I can research that later and figure out what we're going to do with that information at a later point. Yeah. With that interest. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's N. Any thoughts there, Courtney, about N noting? Do you have any well, special notes? I think it's notes? just like a, a giant brain dump. I think is what you're saying, because this doesn't necessarily mean, I think what's helpful about this, you don't have to do all these things. It's just like, oh gosh, this is what's been building up in my brain. And this is maybe my dreams for the summer. And then I get to kind of like at this next point. Yeah. We're jotting it all down. Like the J J is jotting. So we're going to sit with our kids and say, okay, who do you want to have over the summer? Who do you want to have as a play date? Like what are the top things that you want to do or whatever, getting everybody's input and writing them all down. And then so that later you can come in and stare at all that information and bring order into it. Mm. So the O is ordering and how we're going to order our day and our week and our summer. So like what that looks like for us is that we have jobs for my kids, a lot of jobs for my kids so that everything's divvied out. So I'm one of the things I'm taking note of and jotting down is the things that feel overwhelming or feel like chaos in our home. And so like the pool toys everywhere and the towels and the swimsuits and all of that, all over the back porch, drive me crazy. And so I need somebody to go out there every day and pick up the towels and somebody to be responsible for the towels or whatever that is. And so we have a, a morning alarm that goes off at nine. And okay, talk about this because you told me this a little bit before and I think this is the most genius thing. Well, good. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm in my third trimester of pregnancy. So I am exhausted and I need to sleep. And so I feel very okay with letting my children wander out when they they wander out of their rooms rooms and waking up and having them watch TV until nine o'clock. That's kind of the, I'm like, yeah, nine o'clock sounds good. Any more than that might sound a little, (laughs) I feel like that might be pushing the envelope on the screen time. So we have Alexa go off at 9am and says, okay, turn off the TV, get your day started, start your morning jobs. And we already have all these expectations written down. You've already decided when Alexa goes off at 9am, they know what their morning jobs are. And You've so already divvied it up. Like, yes, Bob gets this job. Yes. Jane gets this job. Their kids are not Bob and Jane. By I the know. Way. It's this just is so funny because the kids want to name this 10th baby Bob. I can't believe you said that. We're all calling this baby different things. <laughs> I'm calling it Henry. It's a prophetic. Yeah. My Bob. husband's calling Jose. Okay. So when Bob comes, <laughs> yeah. he's got his job. <laughs> so everyone knows ahead of time. Did they get to pick their jobs? Oh, no. You assigned. Yes. Kind of like Jesus assigns us. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I kind of feel like the captain of a ship a lot of times or like an, a maestro. A maestro? Is that yeah, right? How do you, how do you keep down? I feel like I am attempting to captain my ship and I'm constantly, mm-hmm. it's mutiny on the bounty. Like, I don't know if it's boys or just my personality is not, I get so emotional. Like, yeah. why well, are you like, so mean? You're just so mean to 
me. Right, right. And then they know they've got me uh-huh. because they've my feelings are just right here all the time. Mm-hmm. So I struggle with being the captain. Like I have this idea and I have the plan and then implementing it, it just hits a wall of, what is the word I'm looking for? Dissension. Mm-hmm. And they all get on the same boat. We're sticking with this analogy. Yeah, okay. And they're going to say, no, we're not doing that. This is what happens. Yeah. So I feel like a big part of this is sitting down with your kids and setting expectations. So after you come up with a plan. The like, jotting. Yes. And you've talked to them, but don't let them think for a minute that you're doing everything that, that they say that they want to do or need to do or everybody that they want to have over or have a play date with. They let don't get know. to say. Yeah. You, I want to know what you want, but at the same time. I'm coming up with a plan. Right. You don't get a say in that. And then setting those expectations on it. Okay, guys, on a daily basis, this is what's going to happen this summer. And just having a big powwow of like, these are the things we're going to do in the morning. These are your jobs. These are your jobs. Delegating them out. So these are the expectations. If you don't do them, then there will be a consequence in place. And what's a consequence? Well, for us, that looks like a another job. So if a, okay. I come across that a kid has not fed the chickens or... I mean, she has chickens. Uh, do. And a miniature pony. All right. Okay. Well, we're not magic. comparing people. This no. is her assignment. Our chicks died last week because Max did not water them. I was out of town and he didn't water them. So I'm like, the consequences, they died. It's death. <laughs> I don't have these kinds of consequences like in place. Yeah. Exactly. The consequences, you get the snapping turtle in your bed tonight. <laughs> That's right. No, because the cats weren't fed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, okay. So there's natural consequences of yes. death. And then there's consequences of you get another job. Yes. So, uh, like, clearly a bigger consequence for the dead chicks because I was just so. That's, yeah, that's infuriating. My favorite little chick that had the Aww. cute wings. Oh, the anyway, cute winged. He got a bigger consequence for that. He had to clean up the whole chicken coop. Okay. But normally it's like, okay, you have to do, now do your job and do another job. And do they complain and, at that point? I feel like mine would then, there'd be, I mean, are my children just the only ones who then. No. Well, I feel like that's the expectation piece of it and being consistent with it because I feel like if you just. Yeah. Willy nilly, willy nilly it, which is then they're us. not gonna. Us. We're yeah. willy nillyers. Okay. Let me tell you what I've learned. Okay. The, it changed my life when I was sitting at Laura's. We're just chit chatting on the couch, and all of a sudden at five o'clock, this alarm goes off, and I legit watched everyone hop too. I, honest to God, I stood up and I go, "What is happening here? <laughs> what have you done? And how are you such a good mom?" Honest. I went home and I wrote on a sheet of paper in the hallway. At five o'clock, these are your jobs. Then we eat dinner. Then these are your bedtime jobs. My kids, I don't know, found like it was as if they were like, we just didn't know what we were supposed to be doing. Yes. And it, and it, there's four jobs underneath the five o'clock jobs. So I can say, hey, you haven't done all your five o'clock jobs. Then you can come sit down. And then also, have you done all your bedtime jobs? And they just are, it's like this check, 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 right? And then when they haven't done those things, anything else they ask me to do, the answer is no. Mm. You want a popsicle? No. You you have not done what is expected of you of this home. You want to watch a show? The answer is no. It's easy. It's just simple. And then you can do a reward system or things when they have a great day doing all their little jobs, right? Or what? You can implement a reward system, I think, that can work well with older kids and such. Yeah, like but it's it. been really empowering to be like, the answer is no. When you don't do your job, I can't do mine. It just feels really good. I, I'm hoping if you're listening, you are not intimidated or discouraged. Mm. You are more inspired and equipped. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That is our heart. This is our heart. Our heart goal, because Courtney and I share a lot of personality traits, mm. being Enneagram 4s, and we 
admire the Lauras yes. who think so clearly mm-hmm. and so un like I feel like you're just like setting this the expectation. You just set the expectation. That sounds really dreamy to me. Just set the expectation. Yeah, because I want to talk about like your. How do you feel about how the, you're feeling? You don't want to do the dishes. That makes you unhappy. Then I'm sad I that yeah, I made you right. unhappy. Let's sit down. That's and done. Let's right. snuggle. Yeah. Okay. No. So okay. So we really need you to get to the why because I think we really have a problem <laughs> with that. Praise the one. Lord. <laughs> We well, I think, oh, can I say one more thing to that? I think that also it's so important that even if your kids are fighting it, they need that. Like they not only need to be trained in these areas and have responsibilities. I mean, I feel like that's such a lacking thing in our culture of kids having responsibilities and have this entitlement issue. And just hearing people talk about depression and how like bringing down depression, you need a reason to wake up. You need to feel like you're a part of the team. And you need, so even if they're complaining, they need that yes. like more than anything. Yeah. Um, so um, we say that all the time to my kids. I'm like, I can't do my job until you do yours. Until you come and load the dishes, I can't do anything with the dishes in the sink because you haven't done your job yet. Like, so we all rely on each other for different things. So you specifically, your top rack of dishes needs to be done so that we can all function. It's good teamwork. <laughs> They're part of something that's really important. That's good. It I is like the team it. mentality. So the why is you. You oh, we gotta take care of you, and we so, can't put you first because it wouldn't spell enjoy. Exactly, <laughs> but just it, this is a group but it's mentality a of enjoying. Yeah. yeah, it's a priority. It okay, is such it's a one priority. Of the top five. So tell me, you. So how does that fit into our planning of the summer? So I feel like even in the day, like when we're creating the flow of our day, creating the flow of our week, um, we need to keep that in mind. If like we need to take care of ourselves, or otherwise, we're nothing to our children. Like we just can't serve them. We can't love them. So we've. <laughs> Gotta make sure We're that because Courtney's pumping like she's in a Arsenio Hall. Guys, I'm trying uh, to stop yelling in the microphone, okay. but come on with that word, Laura. <laughs> yeah. So for me so on we, a daily basis, that looks like I need my cup of coffee and I need that quiet time. So even if that means your kids are still watching TV for a minute, like that's so even if I feel the like there needs to be so is, much grace if in the that. Nine o'clock has gone off and you're waking up. You have your coffee while they're doing their jobs. Yes. Okay. And. That quiet is important okay. and making them go away. And so there's a daily, a weekly. Yes, weekly, like weekly date night or weekly girls time, weekly, like Mother's Day trade off time. What does like that look I, like? Like if I were to bring my kids, well, for me, it looks like a babysitter because I don't bring my children to anybody's house because it feel like it might overwhelm them a little much because um, it's a lot of people. Not, not Courtney. Courtney. She can handle nine. She could handle them. Ten, maybe. Yeah. I, don't I know. feel like my kids are really sweet and well-behaved and really great. And servants. And they're want really, to help. They're really great. You're leaving out the caveat that for Laura's nine o'clock coffee, her 13-year-old makes it and brings it to her. Okay. Well, she doesn't bring it to me. She just makes it the night before and sets the alarm so that it's ready. Like, and that's a way that I'm taking care of myself. It's like, you have the most important job in this house. You, I tell her that every day. I'm oh like, my goodness. This that's is so it. good because Bruce makes our coffee, but we could assign that. Yes, Someone you could, could totally do that. It's not hard to make coffee. Okay. There's so it's many just, things you could divvy out. And that's part of you taking care of you too is getting some of those menial tasks off your plate, like laundry and things like that, that you don't have yes. to be running yourself ragged. So a mom's switch off day would look like I, one week on Friday, bring my kids to her house. The next week she brings her kids to my house. I watch them for the day and she can go do whatever she wants. She can go get a massage or go home and go to sleep. Like whatever that mm-hmm. looks like for her in life. It's good. So, and then like bigger things, no other you things. What are some life giving things that y'all plan into your summers? book clubs a podcast club summer of mentorship yes what (laughs) don't mom alone don't mom alone yeah i think that's part of just the evaluating noting and jotting of what are my dreams for myself this summer you know like i would love to 
get a fiction book read. I want to have puzzle time. I want to, these are like pipe dreams, right? But like, I'm only saying puzzle time because I'm currently in the middle of a beautiful puzzle. <laughs> you saw my puzzle on the table. And I saw your puzzle. But just that's what this time is. And I guess what I want to say that is an addendum to the you thing is that these things might sound obvious and simple, but I think taking yourself on a date at the beginning of the summer, it doesn't need to be more than an hour, but to just give some attention, like take yourself through these questions and it doesn't even need to be specific. It doesn't need to be a family bucket list and it doesn't need to be a hundred goals. It's just a simple focused looking at your summer and saying, what do I want it to feel like? What do I want it to look like for our family? And you will reap the benefits of it. I just think that we don't take the steps sometimes. We think that we we got it. I understand what you're saying. And I think if you will walk away from this conversation, move through this acronym, you could really enjoy your summer. Yeah, I think it's so important to have a plan because you can be flexible with your plan. And I highly recommend that because I feel like we can make plans all day long and then come to fruition. So so I'm going to recap the letters because I think I left one out. I think I spelled it in Jai. That's fine. So E-evaluate, N, note, and J, jot, O is what we didn't really spend a lot of time order. on. Order. Order, we did a little bit. And so it's bit. ordering your day, ordering oh, okay. your week. Okay, okay, okay. And then Y you, is you. Y is you, not the letter U, Y-O-U-E. <laughs> okay. Um. That's amazing. One of my least favorite parts of summer is managing screens and managing digital content in general. With my boys, it just feels like more free time means more room for things to go wrong or things to happen. Not only that, it just feels like I'm always one step behind what's happening digitally with the evil people. Like, the fact that our personal information is out there for anyone to find. Data brokers are scraping public tax records and selling it, that information legally, making it accessible to anyone. So I am thrilled to partner with Aura because Aura is an all-in-one online safety solution that helps protect you and your family from identity theft, financial fraud, and online threats before they even happen. With Aura, you can rest easy knowing that someone is looking out for you because the app is scanning the dark web. Isn't that fun? The dark web. Love it. To look for your email addresses, passwords, social security numbers, and other sensitive information. If anything is found, you will get an alert in real time. And if you're a victim of ID theft, their experienced white glove fraud resolution team is going to help you navigate credit bureaus, help you initiate credit freezes or locks, and work with you around the clock to resolve it, I also appreciate that Aura helps reduce annoying robocalls, telemarketers, junk mail. They sent a request and told 20 different data brokers to remove my information on my behalf. Super helpful. So many fewer robocalls. And they offer a suite of tools to protect you and your loved ones, uh, including suspicious credit activity, computer virus protection, parental controls, password manager, I'm a big fan of Password Manager, one place <laughs> where all your passwords are. So you, if you forget, you uh, can just go to that one. Or if, if a spouse changes a password, it changes it on the Password Manager. It's a comprehensive online safety solution with almost every tool you will ever need all in one place. And for a limited time, Aura is offering our listeners a 14-day free 
trial plus a check of your data to see if your personal information has been leaked online. Like I said, all for free when you visit aura.com slash DMA. That's aura.com slash DMA to sign up for a 14-day free trial and start protecting you and your loved ones. It's spelled out A-U-R-A dot com slash DMA. Certain terms apply, so be sure to check the site for details. Okay, the next clip comes from episode 77 with Kirk Martin. If you want to hear the whole thing, the link is in the show notes, so you can find it on your podcast app. And in the rest of the episode, he goes into how to get your kids motivated to maybe raise money for cancer research or some bigger cause, something to get them motivated to be creative and have a purpose over the summer beyond just entertainment, which I think is great. He, in this little clip, is talking to us about siblings and my response to their <laughs> their disagreements. Uh, it was good for me to re-hear it. I've realized that I idolize peace. There it is. I idolize peace and at times can use that as my coping mechanism and helping myself regulate. I need the environment to be calm in order for me to calm. Uh, and his advice is always to do the work on calming myself, that I can't necessarily calm the environment or control other people. Imagine. So this is great info. If you want more from him, you can always Google search Don't Mom Alone, Kirk Martin. He has his own show. Lots of advice for helping parents. Uh, and don't miss his little tip on what to put in your purse or bag to help with those moments with a stubborn kid who doesn't want to move from SeaWorld. That was an episode I did with him. And he um, shared a tip in this little clip. So here we go. Your kids are actually like sometimes fighting and squab <laughs> like sibling stuff. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes, if you, Heather, yeah. if mm-hmm. you were a sometimes. better mother, if I was, your kids wouldn't fight. And they'd be happier. Have you ever heard that before from someone? Oh, so you know how many that. things I've heard that are crazy talk? Maybe even at church, I get told something my kid does. And it's like they look at me like, what did you do that was wrong that your kid just did this? And I'm so thinking – yeah. So here's your right in, here's your answer. What's my answer? The, fir- the first family, uh, Adam and Eve have two children named yeah. Cain and Abel. One of the first two children on this planet was a murderer. <laughs> so if you're de- doing better than a 50% murder rate among your children, overall, you're doing really well. That sounds good. And God's yeah, children, I- Adam and Eve, didn't do so hot either. So <laughs> no, the first thing they did was lie, they did which is totally, what our kids do. Yeah. So. Yeah. That feels better. What else can you help me with this summer? Because <laughs> okay, everything so you say I'm going to cling to because I need help. Until you forget and we do this two weeks I later. I know. I know. So. I'll just re-listen okay. to it. I'll re-listen to it. Okay. okay. As everyone on here should. Yeah. So here's what I want to start with. And this is especially for all the moms out there to really, really internalize is, is this. Moms, you are not responsible for your kids' happiness. You are not responsible for their moods. You are not even responsible for their behavior. Mm. You're responsible for your behavior, but not their behavior. You're not responsible for the choices that they make. You're not even responsible for their boredom. Your kids are responsible for that. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. Because so many moms think, well, I just need to make it the perfect summer and I want my kids to be so happy. Mm. And if they're not happy, am I doing something wrong? Right? Right. All that guilt. But- Kind of watch what happens when we start to do that. We start to need them to be happy, right? And it's like, and and we even need them. Like, honey, 
I really need you to make a good choice now. Mm-hmm. And, and you can kind of feel we begin to become responsible for the child. Yeah. We end up robbing our kids because now they don't really learn how to be responsible for themselves because we're, we're owning it all the time. Right. Yeah. And so one of the things, and I hope this is, I hope moms, you find this liberating is that think of it in this context. There's a respect issue here. So see if this makes sense. Kids, I respect you enough to believe that you are capable of using your imagination and your creativity to overcome your own boredom, right? I believe you're capable of making good choices. I believe that when you make some bad choices, which all kids and adults do, you're capable of of owning up to it and making it right. Mm. And so it begins to, from an overall perspective, I want to start pushing some of this responsibility back where it belongs, which is on the child to be able to own their choices and take it off of moms because otherwise you will become exhausted and resentful. And, And see if you can hear this sometime from moms is, you know what, after all I do for you, and I try to make your summer fun, and I try to take you on vacation, right. and you're not, you can't even be grateful, that's yeah. a sign that we as the parents are actually becoming responsible for our kids. Can we get to the sibling stuff? Because the fighting yeah. is unbelievable. They could not be more different. They could okay. not be more different. So Good. every they're bumping into each other constantly, and the name calling, and the hitting, and the, okay. oh, the stars. Chaos. So let's do that. Let's do a few sibling things. Okay. So we already did the Cain and Abel thing. So a certain (laughs) amount of bloodshed is fairly normal. Yeah. And you know what? I'm being realistic. I had three brothers. And so we fought and we made up and then we fought and we made up and we played and then we fought, we made up and we played. So that cycle is a fairly normal thing. It was different in our day because we were largely outside Mm -hmm. and our parents didn't hear it. right? Right. So we... We fought and we made up because, well, if I don't make up with my brother, who am I going to play wiffle ball with? Mm. Right. And so there was a certain, and that's partly what it relates to that first part is, um, and we'll get into some specifics that you can do, but the, the first part of it is I want to give our kids a chance to learn how to do this stuff without us jumping in at the first, at the first sound of like, oh, they're starting to fight. See, it makes mm. us really anxious and we feel yeah. like, oh, I don't want my boys to fight and I want them to love each other. Yeah. Well, I want to give them some space to work through it yeah. without the adult in their lives always jumping in and making them. You need to apologize to your brother right now. Right. And right. then we always get, sorry, idiot brother. Yeah. Right. It's just, stupid head. You yeah. stupid head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stupid yeah. head is yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's the best one. That's the best. Jerk. <laughs> Jerk has been a new one. Jerk. I know moms hate that stuff. Oh, I hate that stuff. But that's, it's fairly normal for kids to do. Yeah. I don't get to – so give them some space. So, you know, one of my favorite things to do, and it's kind of funny, but the kids are squabbling sometime, right? They're up in their room or somewhere. Go pop some popcorn. Just go walk in the bedroom or in their room. Just, like, lay on the bed and start pop, eating, eating your popcorn, right? Okay. And, and don't say a word. And they're going to eventually look over and be like, what are you doing? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was just watching you guys, just seeing what this one's, this is about. Well, and how do you keep them from immediately just running to you and being like, oh, I'm going to tell mom because they know I'm going to get involved. That's where you have to set that new standard of like, yeah. listen, guys, and, and we'll go through some different situations. Okay. But my overall first one is just like. Just sit there and watch. 
I want to, I'll give you a few options. One is sit and watch and say, yeah, I just want to see how you guys are going to figure this out. Okay. I like that right? line. I'm going to watch and see how you guys are going to figure this out. Yeah. Cause I, cause again, it's, I believe you're capable of handling this. Right, 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 right. right. And so they're going to be like, but mom, but he did it. Ah, not interested. Not interested in what happened because listen, you guys are going to fight. Something's going to happen five or 10 times today. Mm-hmm. And each time one of you is going to be the provoker. One of you is going to be reacting. One mm-hmm. of you is going to be at fault. So I'm kind of curious. By the way, it's an awesome word. Oh. Kind of curious. See how this is going to play out. Right. And another option is to go in. And again, you're sitting and you're what you're you're a giver of wisdom. You're not solving it. Mm-hmm. You're not separating them. You may even go and say, guys, you know what? I've seen this movie play before, mm-hmm. and here's what usually happens. Josh, you usually just look at your brother or poke him or irritate him, and he re- reacts to you, and he hits you, and then you hit him back, and then you throw things at him, and then you cry, and then your brother hits you really hard, which is the exact moment I walk into the bedroom, and now you're in trouble, and your brother's mocking you. You know, and you kind of replay out what you've seen happen like 400 times already. Yeah. And, and then my t- watch, my tone is important because it's saying, I've seen this movie before and mm-hmm. I know how it ends. You guys are miserable. And mm. listen, I'm completely comfortable with you guys spending your childhood and your summer being miserable because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be miserable. Mm. You can be miserable. Now, you're not going to do it in my kitchen. You're not going to do it in my living room or anywhere I can hear you miserable. You know, if you want to go outside and fight, you can do that. If you want to go down to the Henderson's house, they love irritating children. <laughs> you can go there all day long. It's fine and fight, but not in my space. But if you guys want to figure this out, I'd be really curious to see how you're going to problem solve. Because see, when you, when, you, when you figure it out, that tells me you're mature. Mm. And, you know, we've been talking as a family about going on this camping trip, going to this overnight place, going to the amusement park. But listen, I can't take you to the amusement park if you're acting like three-year-olds, right? Mm. So, and sometimes I'll walk out of the room. See, I haven't fixed it. I've set the standard of, I expect you guys to fix it. I expect you guys to handle this in a little bit mature way. If you want yeah. to keep acting like a little kid, you can't. But sometimes when I rem- like, can you picture sometimes you walking out of the room and the kids will get really quiet, like, uh-oh. Because you haven't threatened. Because we used to like, you know what? If you guys can't get along, right. you know what? Just forget the the fun rapids amusement park because I yeah. can't. We're not gonna go to Disneyland anymore because yeah. And you yeah. say that eight times, and then you end yes. up taking them because you already have the reservations, right? Well, so. I, I remember a friend saying she they were in a hotel room at Disneyland <clears throat> the night before they were gonna go, and the girls were jumping on the bed and being loud, and the dad came in and said, "If you all don't settle down." We're not going to go. And the oldest daughter like quieted right up. And the second daughter just keeps jumping knowing that's not going to happen. We're already here. <laughs> right? That total second child. Like they're full of it. Yeah. And the first is like better obey right away. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So I, so, yeah. It, so it relates back to that. You're, yeah. you're taking this tone of like, I try, you know what? I trust you guys to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Now let's go through a few specific, let's take um, the two actors in every situation. You usually have the the one who's provoking right. and the one who's reacting. So the provoker, we've kind of hit in a way. Sometimes he's bored, right? So I want the purposeful missions. I want one of those kids that's got mm. a lot of energy that's always into irritating everyone. Mm. I want yes, I got one of those. Okay, yeah. yeah. I want him walking the dogs, man. I want him with a job. Mm. I want her earning money. I want that brain focused on doing something very purposeful. I guarantee you the kids that's most irritating to his siblings – 
Yeah. Probably has the biggest heart of yep. all. You nailed it. Yeah, yes, you nailed so it. Wanna... And he's the one who's always wandering around. Yes. He doesn't so... come up with his own purpose. Okay, so you're so there you can jump it. See, now we're giving him tools. We're not okay. gonna solve it. We're gonna say, like, hey, you know what? You're my one with the biggest heart. I know you love kids and you saw that thing on those kids. You saw that kid at, at church the other day, his head was shaved, right? And he's yeah. got cancer. And know what he's into, right? If he's into animals, raise money for a little animal shelter, whatever it is. But there, give him a challenge of like, hey, you know what? I bet you can't raise 500 bucks in the next month. And get his brain firing on all the different ways he can earn money. It can be 100. I don't care. But make it a big goal. Because those oppositional kids are the ones who when you say, bet you can't raise to earn 200 bucks in the next month to give to homeless people. And they'll start doing it. They'll start selling their brother's stuff, right? And, yeah. you know, having flea markets in your house. But they'll, but it'll give them a place to put his brain, right? Let me know. I know we're going to run out of time. Let me do the no. reactor one. Okay, right? do the reactor. The reactor, I, that's where I honestly want to spend most of my time because I want to let them know because they're going to be like, Mom, he's looking at me. He's on my side of the room. He's being They're very annoying. sensitive. Yeah, yeah. And I want to say, listen, if all you're ever going to do in life is react to irritating people or situations, you're going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. And I can't help you with that. I know, but he's irritating. And say, I know people are irritating. Wait till you get married. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. It is true. That's true, well. I mean, true. being a, having a roommate. Anytime you're living close to anybody, they're going to irritate you at some point. Yeah, yeah. I love you. I get along with you great, but we don't have to be near each other. No, you're like no. a thousand miles from me. It's over the phone. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and it's yeah. awesome. And I speak to you once a month, so we're great <laughs> friends. But if we were together all the time, we would irritate yeah. each other. So. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, I, I'm not interested in creating victims in my family. Right. The truth is, listen. Your brother will be irritating at times. And if you react to him, you are giving him power over you. Mm. Your brother is now in control of you. You have become his puppet. Mm. And most kids will say, I am nobody's puppet. Mm. You're your brother's puppet. He, re- he looks at you, you react. He pokes you, you react. Right. So my question for you, son, reactor is, What are you going to do differently next time? Because I can't always control your brother's behavior. I can't. So what are you going to do next time? And that's when I begin to problem solve different ways for him to react, different choices for him to make. You know, sometimes it's killing the brother with kindness. Sometimes it's looking at him. And see, here's a very assertive, great thing. And I love for little girls to learn this, honestly, is being assertive and saying, hey, brother, sister. Listen, you can poke me, you can call me names, you can do all that stuff all you want. I'm not giving you that kind of power over me. Mm. I just, I don't give you that power. It's a great thing for girls to learn, especially as they get into, you know, when they start dating and stuff when they're 26. Yeah. Is to be able to, no, but to be able to tell yeah. boys like, hey, I don't allow, I don't allow a boy to treat me like that. Nobody yeah. gets treatment like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it's that being assertive for your sensitive people pleaser ones. It's really important to teach them it's okay for you to say no to your brother. And even if your brother gets upset because he's bugging you to play, go play football and you don't want to play football, you have the right to say no to your brother. Right. And you're not responsible for, being, for making him happy because I want to help the, you know, the kids who grow up to be people pleasers later mm-hmm. in life and end up very resentful. So anyway, that's kind of the provoker reactor. I like that. 
You've all like nailed it right there. You've totally nailed it in our house. So hopefully that no matter what you do a fair amount of time, kids are just going to be unhappy over the summer and, <laughs> and you're not responsible. So just walk by and say, I'm good with it. What do you guys think? You, what do you guys think you could do to overcome your boredom? Mm. I'd, be curi- I'd be curious and then just walk away. Right. Cause now you've kind of planted that seed and left, put it in their court, which I like a lot. I like that. And I like, I like just thinking about the two members of the fight, not just yeah. like I need this fight team to stop, but like really breaking it down to there's a reason this one is doing what he's doing. He's provoking because he needs a purpose. The reason this one is getting upset constantly is he's reacting and needs to recognize that he's giving the other one power. I like all of that because that's something I can tangibly like. So you're a teacher and that's good because yeah, you're going to teach them. Yeah. No, but there's a good There's a good side. So, yeah. But there's where you pop the popcorn. You go in and say, let me diagram the situation for you. Provoking child. Here's what's happening. You're probably a little bit bored. You're like your brother reacting because it stimulates your brain mm-hmm. and you're in control of him. And it's mm-hmm. kind of fun to control other people in life. It's wrong, but it's yeah. kind of fun. Provoking child. You're kind of playing the little victim role here. Oh, the reactor. Right? Yeah. The reactor. Reactor child. Yeah. You're kind of playing the little victim role of like, oh, I'm not responsible. But the truth is, you're both responsible for it. Yeah. And there's no villain, no victim in our home. We each are responsible for our behavior. So let me throw out a couple ideas for you. If you want to do this, see, if you want to replay this situation differently so that this movie ends in a positive way. Yeah. Happy here's ending. A couple ideas provoker child. Here are a couple ideas reacting, child. But if you just want to play your little game back and forth, you'll both end up being miserable. And I'm yeah. okay with that too. And walk out of the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Instead of like, stop it, you're ruining our family. That doesn't work that's, as well. That's that not as good. That's you're not as good. You're a good mom, Heather. Heather, do you know something? You're a good mom. Thanks. Oh, I needed that today. Mom. Now I say it to everyone listening because they Moms, need to hear it. You're a good mom. They're listening to this show right now, right? That's pretty. You're listening to a podcast on parenting. That's right. All the parents, listen, all the bad parents aren't listening. (laughs) They don't care. What tips can you give us, especially for the kids who really struggle with the lack of structure? You know, I don't know if that's any of your tips include that, but I know that's one thing we struggle with is some kids are a little more flexible, like we can eat here now or we can go here now or I'm sleeping in a new bed and others are not as flexible. Okay, so, I'll give you a couple of things. One okay. is um, uh, we always talk about not giving kids control of the home, but give them some ownership. So they're camp director for a day, right? So okay. it gives them a way to focus their brain of like, hey, you get up in the morning, you, you've got four, right? So each yeah. day, maybe one of your kids gets to choose a specific activity that you guys do. Okay. And he becomes kind of the leader or the camp director in that. You know, a big thing, honestly, is set your expectations for a vacation Things are going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. It's going to rain. There are going to be long lines. It's going to be 98 degrees. <laughs> in the One of the kids is going to be sick. The other one's going to be vomiting, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Except that it, it doesn't have to be perfect and it's not going to be. If you're doing family vacation where you're with, you know, like you're getting like a beach house and like multiple families, I, I'd set the expectation of, hey, we love being with you, but our family needs some alone time and downtime. Mm. So we may not do everything together because my quieter one just needs to go and sit in a bedroom in a closet by himself and get on a screen for a little while. Mm-hmm. And that settles him. And so a good thing to tell family is I love being with you, 
but we're not going to be together all the time. And a couple nights a week, we're going to do dinner as a family just separately because all my kids eat are mac and cheese and chicken nuggets. <laughs> and we're just going to let them eat that while they're staring blankly at a screen because for two hours we have peace and quiet yeah. and it just helps. Right. And so don't you know, be afraid to communicate your family's needs and that yes. kind of multifamily vacation. Yeah. Yes. And be, just be prepared. You're going to be judged at times. Cause they're going to be like, if you, if you just got belt, belt out with that kid, <laughs> everybody's yeah. own personal right. parental uh, yeah, values just, come out. Yeah. 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 And just say, you know what? I saw what your kids were looking on at line at last night. No. So oh no. Okay. Your yeah. kids aren't perfect. So I think more than anything at vacation time, it's the expectation of just because we have a week at a fun place doesn't mean the whole week's going to be awesome memories and, and slowing down. Like, know, you know, know the rhythm of your family. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know doing something at 4 o'clock in the afternoon when it's really hot, that's probably not the time you want to stand in line because the kids right. are tired, you're tired and hungry. Right. Now, the practical stuff of like, you know what? We're not going to see everything at Epcot in one day. Mm-hmm. So why don't we prioritize and why don't we plan for downtime where we get to go to the pool and my kids get to pick on other children mm-hmm. rather than their brother and sister for a couple hours at the pool, right? Yeah. I think it's that's good advice. I think um, we have one trip with multiple families, but all of them are family. So it's a little trickier. The expectations you know, you are, can s- are trickier. But. You can, and you, I, growing up and having honest conversation and say, hey, you know, one of our kids, a couple of our kids have trouble with this. So when everybody goes out and does this a couple of times, we're not going out to the big family dinner at the fancy restaurant yeah. because we're from Texas. We just, we don't even use utensils, right? <laughs> <My> kids, we, <laughs> we eat with our face on the table. No, yeah, come on. Yeah, but it's that it's that awkward conversation, but you have to do what's best for your family. Oh, I can I give you one more. Yeah, set your kids up for success. Okay. So, because the grandparents sometimes, like my parents, were always like, "Well, Casey doesn't do this," so I put him in situations where I used his particular gifts, talents, and passions. Like I allowed him to show his off, like the things that he was good at doing, because mm. the rest of the grandkids. They're so smart and they were all on the honor roll. Mm. And like my son's accomplishment was he didn't get suspended that last semester. Right. right. So I'd set him up for like, guys, you know what? Casey learned this new song on his guitar. You mind if he plays it for you? Cause he was really good at guitar. That's smart. Right? But yeah. Yeah. So it just helped the other, the family to see my kids in proper perspective of this is the genius one. This is the one who takes things apart and doesn't put them back together. <laughs> this is my attorney and right. this is the engineer. Right. So right. anybody need anything fixed, the little Lego guy has got you covered. <laughs> Everyone's got their own identity and their strengths. Yeah. 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 If we need anybody to negotiate like the rental property, the price, my little attorney can give them. A- <laughs> Get them on that. Get them Get on, them on that. that. Get us some free dinner. It's kind of a humility thing. Yeah. where you've got the right to do the standoff with him. Mm-hmm. But your humility almost leads him to kind of not break, 
but it leads him to just let go of the fight so that he can take that extra step and know. It's yeah. kind of a coming alongside instead of a standing in front, like a face you off. You listened. You like I did. The coming alongside. Coming I love alongside. Coming yeah. Alongside. Yeah. That you're solving the problem together instead yeah. of you aren't happy. You need to do what I say you right need to change now. Your attitude, yeah. young man. Yeah. That's you need to go because I said so instead of saying, okay, here's the problem. Labeling the problem for him, which he may not even know that that's the problem. Look, putting it words to it. It a long time. Yeah. It took yeah. five seconds to say, I'm tapped out, too. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to, you know, why don't we just, I'm going to sit down on the ground right here with you. Yeah. Right? Let's take a little it, break. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some sidewalk talk. Why don't we play tic-tac-toe for a couple minutes and, and then we'll go and we'll join dad and, the, and your brothers, right? That's, you are a smart then, mom to bring sidewalk chalk to SeaWorld. Let me just give you that nod. Sidewalk smart chalk. dad. Everywhere. That's genius. It's Put salt. that in the purse. That okay. sidewalk chalk solves everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's a go-to, right? You can use it outside. See, I like it because because I always had these kids, I took them out in public. So I always had sidewalk chalk because mm. it's a great go-to of like, guys, okay, graffiti. Mm. We're going to graffiti, but we're going to do Christian graffiti. Mm. But we're going to graffiti this place and some sidewalk chalk. That's and it nice. gave them something to do. It yeah. gave them a challenge and something physical. And sometimes just a minute of drawing. It's just a very calming thing to do. Love his sidewalk chalk idea. And I put a link in the show notes to my favorite new thing for the summer, which is these reusable water balloons. A listener said she got them and her child complained that they hurt when they hit you. So they have been doing other things like trick shots with them and playing cornhole. If that's just a Texas thing, cornhole is that game where you try to throw bean bags across the way to somebody else's little anyway. Using the reusable water balloons instead of the bean bags. Such a fun idea. Uh, also, what he shares, what Kirk shares about the siblings reminds me of the drama triangle, if you've never heard of this. So basically, there are three participants in a drama triangle. There's the persecutor, the victim, and the rescuer. And when we take that role that he's suggesting of kind of watching it play out and not trying to come in and fix it, we actually remove that cycle of the drama triangle. So we we basically um, become more of a, there's a better triangle, the creator triangle, where we have a creator, a challenger, and a coach. And it's this anecdote to the powerless victim. It creates a more dynamic tension and relationship and your co-creators supporting each other instead of trying to get in that victim mindset and reacting, um, you engage the thinking brain. Anyway, something to research if you've never thought of before. Uh, one more little clip. This is a new interview that I did with my friend Cynthia Yanoff, and we have some exciting news to share. So listen all the way to the end. You know, Summer, uh, talking about it, and I feel like I'm a negative Nelly about summer. People are like, hey, Heather, are you excited for summer? No, not no. at all. No. How about you? I mean, when people um, say, hey, Cynthia, Mm-hmm. What do you think? Are you looking forward to summer? Got big plans? <laughs> big plans. That's funny. Um, here's the thing about summer is like you have those friends that are like literally like I've planned out we're going to go to the zoo one week. We're going to do all these things. <laughs> a theme. Well, I, a I, theme for each week. I hate the zoo. I hate water parks. No offense, everyone. Both. Neither are my wheelhouse. Water parks, especially Band-Aids, floating, hairballs. <laughs> it's foul. And so I try Lots to get. Lots of tattoo observing though. There is. There is. There is. And that's just in my family. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, they're too young. But nonetheless, I'm not a huge summer advocate, but there are things that I appreciate that we're not doing any longer in a school year. 
Yeah. This is the thing I had to realize. Okay, Heather, gratitude. Pull it in. Pull it in. Mm -hmm. What are you thankful for about the summer? And as I was reminded, the uniforms are looking rough. They're looking real rough. Mm -hmm. I have four or three different schools, four boys. Keeping track of all that Mm -hmm. about does me in. And uniforms. Yeah, all the uniforms. So I do look forward to the fact that we can do flip-flops, we can do shorts and yeah. t-shirts and swimsuits. Yeah, if they even have clothes. Cause if if they have clothes that fit, yeah. Yeah, because they're in uniforms all the time. Do you iron their uniforms? Heck to the no. No. No, do you? No. No, no. I, I don't, don't iron anything. Like, my boys don't know what it looks like, an iron <laughs> or an ironing board. I think one time they pulled it out and they're like, what is that? <laughs> we have an iron, ironing board and an iron. And so, I, I mean, I pull it out for the big days, okay? Like the big okay. days, like Easter. Okay. Okay, last Easter. And so I pulled it out and I'm ironing up my little one's like cute little shirt and my yeah. daughter's dress. And I mean, I'm really like, I'm making You're it really happen on Easter. homemaker. Yes. And I realized, I'm like, this isn't working. Like my iron isn't very good apparently. So I went and got spray starch out of the laundry room and I'm spraying I mean, spraying to death their clothes. Like one of them's linen, right? Spraying it. I'm like, gosh, this is so like, well, first of all, it's working so well. Who knew starch works so well? But two, gosh, this is very like strong scent. Like pungent. Yes, pungent. (laughs) Turns out it was not spray starch. Oh. In fact, it was Lysol spray. (laughs) Lysol Lysol spray, everyone. Okay, so this is like a hack people can use. <laughs> no, it's not a hack. All of you ironing your clothes this summer. A Lysol hack. And if anybody else's husband went prepper mode during COVID like mine did. Prepper. Mine, he went okay. total prepper. And so he's like at the like Walmart at 7 a.m. when he heard there might be a shipment of Lysol or wipes or whatever back in the COVID days. He's the okay. one who got all the toilet paper. Yeah, he had it all. And so we have, I mean boxes of Lysol spray and apparently just got put in laundry in one of well, one of the little bottles of it anyway but let me tell you this so we we dally it up and we get it dressed with our with our Lysol starched clothing and we go to church and we sit together in this beautiful <laughs> church on the same row and I'm just gonna tell you right now we smelled like ICU on <laughs> Easter morning Period. Everyone's like, it's so fresh and so clean in here. I mean, Those Yanoffs really know how to bring it on Easter. We All clean. Jesus, it. his blood has cleansed the oh Yanoffs. That's exactly right. It was symbolic, everyone. It was symbolic. It was so, symbolic. Well, here's yeah. the story, Morning Glory. There is one other thing I'm grateful for for the summer. Truly. What's that? What's that? Truly grateful. Summer of mentorship. Oh, I love summer of mentorship. And you and I are the mentors now. We are going to be the ones, y'all. Yes. Join us six weeks of hilarity. We're uh-huh. not actually answering questions, but we are. We're we bringing are. in your questions. We're going to provide perspective. <laughs> really, don't you feel like? I feel like, yes. If you don't get the answer you're looking for, at a minimum, you're going to laugh and you're going to be like, well, I'm not as bad off as those girls who are ironing on Easter with spray starch. Yeah. Like, I just want that to be everyone's takeaway if you need that. <laughs> if you need to feel better about yeah. your motherhood. Listen to the Summer Mentorship, six weeks, starting June. Cynthia has a new podcast called Mesmerize. She used to host the show Pardon the Mess. And this summer, for the Summer of Mentorship, you heard it. We are going to be having conversations, answering your listener questions, just having a good time. It's so fun, y'all. So gather your friends, make a plan. It starts June 19th. It'll be for six weeks. We will give you discussion questions. You can just listen and laugh, you know, if you're just like sitting on your back porch or kids are running crazy and just not not feel alone. There might be some mentoring in there, but really it's more perspective and connection and laughing. So I'll see you for that. Let me just pray over our summers. Lord, I thank you 
that there are rhythms to our years that right when we are feeling like we can't keep getting up early and doing the homework and all of the projects and all the busyness that you give us rest in a rhythm of rest. And I pray, Lord, we would lean into the aspect of summer that is restful, that we wouldn't over schedule um, for those moms who are working outside the home, that there would be something in the rhythm of the schedule that they would find rest, that they could add in for their own self-care and connection with other moms. Lord, I pray that you would give insight and wisdom into that. Lord, I pray for our kids. I pray for, um, like I hope for my own, that they would grow in their mind and their bodies and their spirits over the summer and not just slide into um, <laughs> just forgetting all the things, but that we can also have time of of growth in specific areas and connection. Lord, I pray that you administer to me this summer that I could be refreshed and for each person listening. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, meet me back here next week. We are going to have a conversation about women in the workplace, and I hope it is an encouragement to all of the moms. Um, and just anytime we have these conversations, I hope that it just brings unity amongst all the moms and grace for one another. So meet me back here next week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us, moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 3:17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.